There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kia ora, welcome into Aotearoa Rugby Pod for another week. Jeff McTainch back in the chair. Ross Carl still away, taking a breather. He needs some more time to recover from these two. The usual suspects, <laughs> James Parsons, Sprint Hall guys. Hey, let's start with the biggest game of the weekend. I mean, it was an incredible game to watch. It was it was great to be there. Uh, and obviously Harbour beating County. <laughs> I can sense your sarcasm in your voice. Here. But um, no, look, it was. Um, I think there's a bit of rain that came, unfortunately, before the game. And, um, you know, I guess for the spectacle, what? spectacle side of it. it probably wasn't great even though Big Jipper had a lot of energy when I could hear, hear the commentary after the game but um, well we'll take that win to be honest I think last year um, you know we got into an unfortunate position where we lost three games in a row and would lose games like that so um, look we probably aren't overly happy with how we performed but in saying that at this time of the year early on to get the win uh, we'll take the four points for sure. Okay let's go to that game at Eden Park the second test Bledisloe uh, Cup test a record win Jip for the All Blacks what did you make of that performance after what we saw last week? Um, I suppose off the back of fantastic defence, you know, like the Aussies had a hell of a lot of ball and, and threw a lot of them. And, and although it was really close in that first half, uh, you sort of felt uh, they were they were going to break the game open either way. Um, and I think as soon as Artie went to the um, sin bin and you know, they, they sort of, that not straight and they got themselves out of that position and, and managed to kick that big long range penalty. Um, they, they almost probably took a lot of confidence from that because they started playing, you know, off turnovers. And we haven't seen that for a while is all about scoring so many tries off turnovers and, and being electric about it. And so you look at the stats and the territory is weighted heavily in Aussie's favor. But I think that's because most of our tries, you know, were either intercepts or came, came from deep. But I, I think a lot of that attacking success was off the back of how, the, how their defense galvanized each other. I mean, to tackle at 90% yeah. and, and be on defense for, you know, 60, 70% of that game um, is, a, is a massive effort. Yeah. A lot came down to captaincy too, didn't it, Bryn? And, and as uh, Jip alluded to, sort of that game awareness, you can have limited pill and territory, <coughs> but if you know how to steer the ship, uh, as Sam Whitelock was doing uh, on that night, uh, it's pretty impressive to watch. Yeah, probably two things. I think, first and foremost, we talked about it last week around the, the penalties. You know, they didn't give away 17 penalties, they only gave away nine. So mm. when you're not giving away that many penalties and giving them opportunities to be able to have the ball, even though they did, you know, a territory and position had a lot of ball, but in those kind of aerial positions where it's in your own half. But I think just for the foremost, the Wallabies, they've got to figure out another way how they can try and get the ball to the edge off line speed pressure because, you know, those two intercepts happened, like one happened last week with Paisami and then obviously Lola's here early on to Rico and then another one to Seri. So when you have that ball in hand, and we probably talked around the French series around they did have a lot of ball, but they're not getting the pay without the ball. And unfortunately against the All Blacks, they're a team that's, you know, when you give them the opportunities, they're going to score points. Like Jip said, you know, scoring three tries off turnover ball with the click attack. 
there's been a real strength of the All Blacks in the past, but probably now we got to saw the seat and you could get put under pressure so much when you give the All Blacks opportunities like that. Just on those intercepts though, do you find the trajectory of the ball totally different? If you use when um, Guzzler scored, uh, Brody scored, you watch Rico's flat ball and, and Aki starts inside Valentini and almost drifts on the pass yeah. and it takes that intercept ability and it's flat, like it is a flat and it's a tracer bullet. Whereas if you look at the two intercepts, the big loopy ones, the same the week before, and it gives almost Sevu, if you watch the, they gave great angles of Sevu's one, like he's almost right back yeah. trying to cover the kick space and do that job, but look, he almost can see Tamu is about to give it and then that's when he takes off. And if, yeah. if they get a bit flatter to Valentini, he yeah. could almost not look to tap it. Yeah. But I he agree. can recover from there and it doesn't get intercepted rather than that lobby one. And I think it's also like the decision-making part with the passes. Like, if you look like at, because obviously the wingers are quite high for the All Black Sevu, and even when Rico's in that position, the difference with the Valentini one is obviously the flat passes on because there was nobody on the outside of that. So it's more so that I think the decision-making that I'm seeing from the Australians is that they obviously see that there is space if they can get it to Sevu, but... It might be an attacking kick or a crossfield kick like Lola said in that first try or um, that little chip in behind they did early on to try and slow down that line speed. But, it was, I, you know, a lot of people get a heat for Lola Sia and, and Tamura in that situation. But as we know, the, mm. the comms come from the edge. Yeah. You know, so a lot of onus has to come on for the guys that are calling for those yeah, passes so. because they've got to understand what, what pitches are in front of them. And if they can communicate that better, it makes a game driver's yeah. job so much and they can just execute and pull trigger. You talk about the line speed and, and perhaps the, um, the choice of pass, but... Did the Wallabies maybe need to use likes of Valentini a bit more at first receiver, get some carry, get some gain line, and then we saw how well Tate was playing yeah. around the ruck, straight up the centre. Well, just on that, like that first five minutes when they scored that first try, it was due to obviously Tate McDermott getting in behind and sniping around that around the ruck, and so I think if they were able to do that a little bit more, but with you with that, it's because you get really good quick ball and the likes of Valentini and the ball carriers going over the advantage line, putting the All Blacks under pressure. Like if you think last year when Nick White had a fantastic game was because he would be able to snipe off the quick ball mm. and the long rucks and been able to get him behind and so if they can marry up with Tate McDermott getting around sniping around and posing questions at the heart defense it might just tighten up the All Blacks a little bit more it's like with the Lola Sia try it tightened them right up and then they was able to have that kick space to be able to execute that kick to um, Callaway and then they end up scoring on that so I think they do need to marry it up because they are having a lot of ball in, in, in test match even against the the French and on the weekend, they had 58% position and 63% territory, so they need to be able to marry it up a little bit better. But the same thing happened in the French as we spoke about the balance of their attack yeah. and that kicking game, and somehow they've got to manipulate the defence yeah. to suit their game and, and then make those decisions from the comms on the outside. Yeah. And if, if they can kick more, like, utilise this 50-22, like, that, yeah. that hasn't been utilised hardly anything. Yeah. And then... And then once the wingers start dropping back, then you can start doing the big bold passes and, and manipulate that way and find those bends on the edge. There is two, like, because obviously with the with the All Blacks defence, so they've got the two guys in the backfield, which most New Zealand teams do now, most world rugby do now. So another way that you can try and do that, and like even at Mighty Team Cup level, the Tasman do it really well, is you're kicking in um, down the middle of the field because that's where the space is. Yeah. And, at least, and at least when you do kick, it's bouncing, it's bouncing in behind you and it's not catching on the full for then when the All Blacks can counter-attack. So, but that one Tasman the game on the weekend. Yeah, so that's 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 why you can try and get behind and get space if you do want to kick the ball going down the middle of the field because the two guys are in the backfield on the sides for the contestable kicks or the crossfield kicks. So 
that could be a way that they go through. Especially because if you use the All Blacks as an example, the kick pressure they put on Lolosio before Artie's try, yeah, yeah. you know, and that was a poor exit through that kick pressure, and then from there they, they managed to score, which was, yeah. you know, a crucial moment in, in, in that game. Because if you look at the All Blacks, they were very similar to, like, oh, not similar, but similar times with, with the Lions against the, in that South African series is that they would play, if they feel they weren't going anywhere, then they'd put up a contestable off, off Nuggie, and I thought actually Sevu and Will Jordan's um, kick chase pressure was really good, even off kickoffs. Will was trying to get there, and even for the very first kickoff, was in behind in that position, even though he didn't obviously touch it, but yeah. that kind of pressure and putting the ball in behind is really good. So I just think the All Blacks are married up really well when they are look, taking a look. The contestable's off, um, Nuggie is really um, painted. They used it face. way more this week though, because yeah. they only kicked 10 times last week and yeah. they kicked 26 it's Probably the weather, this right? week. Yeah. Weather, but I also think they realised they didn't kick enough yeah. and, and they needed to use their kick strategy a lot more, which was yeah. huge. 57-22, I think what I really liked about the Test match wasn't just the uh, you know, the great tries that they scored, but it kind of harked back to the All Blacks of old being able to adapt to the plan in front of them and play the footy in front of them, the heads-up footy, and a big part of that, I thought he played one of his best games in the All Blacks jersey, Akira Yuani and obviously Artie and those guys, the way they roamed in the wide channels, it was like, it was really impressive to watch, just that extra threat that they had. I think I think that's what Akira's strength is—is is that wide channel play. Like he, he's making massive gains in his tight work and his physicality and defence. But man, if you can execute a game plan and allow someone like him on, you know, that ball in two hands, he's pumping, he's yeah. pumping. He Callaway has to bite to the winger because he's more worried about that speed. And then he has the ability to give an inside ball, and then Damien gives a freakish offload as well. Yeah. But it's that ball in two hands, and to run at that pace at that size. I mean that that's his bread well and butter, too, didn't he? It, it, it's and and also he drifted on the pass of his brothers, you know. Like there were so many things that he does naturally that are so hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he is he is such a threat in those wide channels. And then Artie, you know, his physicality and his post contact to get through contact, leg drive, and then come out the other side like he did yeah. to link for Jordan's try. You know, like he he was massive. And I think probably a guy that goes unnoticed during that because obviously when you've got guys that have that ability to be able to attack you know, with Artie and um, um, Artie and Akira, you know, Dalton was fantastic defensively. He topped the tackle. No, he's 19. a workhorse. Uh, and so, like, when you've got a guy like that, can obviously let those release those guys to be able to play on the edge and get a little bit on the edge with Aki, but even like Artie when he went through the middle for Jordan's try. Um, Dalton does all the messy work, and like it's the, the same the week before. Yeah, I've as talked well. about it before. Like, he's only going to grow the more Test matches that he gets. And I know Sam Kane's the captain, and he's going to be coming back probably probably shortly, but. Um, the more time that Dalton's going to get in that jersey, we're going to start him actually spend, him mm. actually dominating like he does at Super Rugby level with turnovers, a big yeah. and crucial moments. But he's coming along really, really nicely. I think um, pairing up with those loose forwards with Artie and um, Aki. It's a head scratcher, Jip. What what are they going to do here? Because you have to start at some point. I think going okay. Well, these are the guys we're going to run out most weeks and really try and get some sort of a a, um, a unit going. But you've got as um, as Bryn says, you've got Sam Kane coming back. You've got uh, Luke on the bench, and we know how good he he is. Hoskins, Hoskins as well, and, and the mix. So so what do they do? Do you think? Oh, they'll they'll pinpoint some games where they'll create opportunity. It might be this third Bledisloe, um, and and then it's on for those guys taking the, when they get the opportunity, whether it's ten or fifteen minutes or it's seventy, is is executing and, and putting their hand up because. The current current three are, are doing that, but let's not forget game plans change against different sides. Mm. So a, a style of play that's suited against the Wallabies might be different against, against a physical 
high kicking team of South Africa and, and Argentina. Yeah, styles make fights. So, uh, just on the the, the midfield <coughs> as well, similar situation there. Obviously, we saw Rico as versatility, but you bring in a guy like um, you know Anton back, Jack Goodhue eventually, and the like. And and you know, there's others too, aren't there, that, that are out at the moment, not playing in the All Blacks. So, what are they going to go with there? Do you think? Well, I think they're, they're looking to find time for Rico wherever that best suits that 23 because he's in such good form and, and he can go between the two quite comfortably which is which is massive um, and, and he's showing the ability that you know centre is becoming more and more comfortable mm. for him at this level um, what what will be a big test of, of his growth is, is that rush D of South Africa um, as we've seen you know on the weekend as well is that that pressure that defensive pressure and it's relentless for 80 minutes will, will be a big big challenge um, for, for the All Blacks midfield when they come up against them. How good is D-Max range and that ability to kick the long ball off of the tee? Well look it, it helps and it's probably a great call from Sam at that kind of time where you know it's well, there's not much there's not, not much of a risk around that you know you get the three points and it's, it's really good so I think with Damer, he's all I've seen him do it before in that kind of area. And so there's a bit of a wind I hear when it was at Eden Park. You could see there's a bit of wind going that way. But um, anytime you can do that, you know, it's very similar to the you know the South Africans, Morning Stain, or in that kind of high belt, you can yeah. kick it from 59, 60 meters. So now look, when you can have that kind of distance, um, it definitely helps when you need um, some points to, to build some momentum. It's, it's one thing having distance, but accuracy as well. Like that was right over the black mark. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was just, just so drops good. over. It's um, pretty impressive. And you, and you mentioned Sam. Whitelock there, I think he needs to take like a massive credit. Like he'd be up there with with player of the day in terms of the work oh, yeah. he does off yeah. the ball. And if you if we use the example of um, you know when um, Aaron won the line out at the front mm. and he does that break, you watch who reacts the fastest and cleans that ruck. It's it's Sam Whitelock. He just takes off like without you know hesitation or anything. He reacts and he and he's you know I don't know what time of the game it is and Great he's done. Out as well. It was a good clean out <laughs> yeah. and then unfortunately it was knocked on. But just his reaction and his willingness to do that work that sometimes goes unnoticed is I know it will be well respected in the All Blacks group but sometimes it might be missed by the viewers. Mm. We're talking about how good Sam Whitelock is his locking partner Brody Retallick has come back from Japan and, and really I think adjusted to that next level of rugby the top level of footy reasonably well we look at DMAC he's probably locking down the 15 jumper he keeps Bodie on the bench um, and, and Geordie who you know Bodie coming back from Japan maybe hasn't adjusted as quickly as Brody. Um, is that something for players to maybe consider when they go on sabbaticals now? Well, I think it's hard because I think Brody's had the chance to be able to start. And so, you know, he, you know, Bodie's had one start and then obviously Bodie's had, a, I'm sorry, um, Brody's had a couple. So I think being able to have the time in the saddle with Brody um, to be able to play and iron out a few things has probably been a little bit more valuable. So, but coming back to like with, with Jip, that third bleed is like could be an opportunity for, for mm. Bodie and the likes of Bodie and um, Geordie to be able to start again because I think um, come at the back end of the competition and if there are injuries then you know they need to be able to have game time against the South African at the back end of the, the, um, the series but um, I think it just like I said I don't think it's um, it's taken time to, to come back come back to it. I just think the opportunities probably haven't come and he's had the difference having 15-20 minutes off the bench then with Brody starting the last two test matches a lot of talk obviously and there always has been recently about Ian Foster and whether or not he should be extended through to the next World Cup <coughs> but I just think you know, has he done enough just after this test? Maybe isn't the Springboks the final exam? Oh, I don't know. I think you've got to, um, you've also got to give confidence in the group and, and the way they're trending. And I, I just think of it this way: if you make a change, say at the end of this year, you've got a year to 
make, um, you know, if a new coaching group comes in, there'll be system changes, there'll be all sorts of changes, and then, you know, you're into a World Cup. Um, they seem like a pretty settled squad. They're going through also a lot of challenges off the field to where the games are played or where they're played and um, and I think the the leadership and and the control that this all black management group and leadership group has shown at the moment is, is first class and and worthy of, of being acknowledged at some stage. just want to touch really quickly on the Wallabies and the Gitto law which obviously was was brought in you have to have played 60 tests if you're playing overseas to come back and play for Australia. Scrapping that I mean is that going to be a big game changer for Australian rugby and, and trying to get them on the right path, do you think? I think maybe possibly like short term, being able to get the players back to come in. But I think you know, the reason why we're so successful is that we keep our we keep our players in more, more so at the kind of the lowest level. So, Sonny Bill actually brought up a pretty good point on his when he was talking to Stan Sport around sorting the, the the younger levels out with the school systems and being able to get the development up. Because I think um, putting it all into the international, yep, it can be the short term, and they can bring players in that they need to from overseas. Because there are some great Wallabies playing overseas that can't play. But I think it's probably a bigger level around um, the structures in behind, when, especially with the younger school grade system, and then even trying to sort of, they try to do the NRC Cup, and that is it NR, NRC. Mm. It's like the yeah, equivalent of the Omoditen Cup and or the Bunnings NPC, sorry. So I think those are maybe the two things that they need to sort out as well, because I think it's um, probably a little bit of an issue where we have such a great strength, and even the South Africans with the Curry Cup in their uh, school grade system as well. Getting that exposure though, I mean, nothing I suppose beats that experience in the test arena, whether you're winning or losing, like you need to be exposed to that level of rugby. So to that end, if we look at the players that they do have, I mean, Michael Hooper, you know, in a losing effort again, he was a, a beacon, wasn't he? He's just a freak, man. Like he is such a good player to watch. And I think Jeremy Paul during the week before this test match said, if he was playing in any other era, he would be like held as one of their best players ever. You know, like if he mm. was playing in a winning side or, or through that era of, of Larkham and Gregan, like Jeremy Paul was saying, like he's just unbelievable. Like his skill set, his ability to offload and contact, you know, work off the ball, um, you know, his, his ownership. You know, like if you listen to him after the game, you know, he takes a lot of ownership on himself yeah. and, and, and where he can be better. He never points fingers. You know, those are the sorts of blokes that you want to follow and you want to get into the trenches with. And um, like his, his, his level of play on the field is quality. What, what he's offering um, off the field in terms of leadership, I think, is massive as well. Yeah, well, I interviewed him after the game for uh, Stan Sport. And he, as you say, he... The vibe I got off him was he's a guy who's just captain his side and a losing bleeders or effort, but he very much just didn't give that sort of aura off. It was ownership, it was accountability, it was we've got to get this right and yep. just a good bloke. So you kind of feel bad for him a little bit. Well, know? things around that, like if you're a, if you're an Australian supporter and you obviously you're pretty disappointed with how the result went, but you've got a, you've got a captain at the front of it saying, you know, oh, look, we need to be more accountable, I need, I need to be better, we need to be better. Then you can kind of accept that as a as a supporter. Like, look, they obviously Dave Rennie's talked around a lot. They want to win. They're not there to just participate. They want there to win. But I think as a captain, you can be able to give that vulnerability and being able to show your fans and more so your group as well that like, look, this is not good enough. But as a captain, I'm going to take this accountability and, and somewhat take the heat off the players that are probably going to be um, given a little bit in the media. And just on the players that they've got, guys. I mean, there are some young young guys in there. Noah Lolo Seal. Is he someone that? Um They've got to persevere with Jip? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he's shown um, 
quality beyond his years since coming into the Super Rugby comp, I believe. And and I think you, you just need that time. You know, like we, we're talking about Brody before, and don't underestimate stringing games together and how that can bring your form back. And then you know, compare it to the opportunities Bodie's had is you know 15, 20 minutes here. Like I, I think it would be unfair to say someone like him isn't playing well because he's doing his role yeah. of of what he's been given and the opportunities been given and. I think the ability to just keep Noah going, you know, from game to game, he is only going to get stronger and stronger and, and understand how to balance the attack, how, how much they can use Tate and slow that line. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Speed down, keep him running, keep him running, and if the All Blacks don't adjust, we'll just keep him running. And then once they they adjust, then he can bring the ball out the back and do do his ball playing and, and all his yeah. stuff he's good at. We look, we talk around like time, and, especially as an inside back, like time in the saddle, being able to like iron things out, figure things out, and like obviously this is a little bit different. Like you look at Richie Moanga, it's you know how many Test matches he's played, and now he's starting to get into a rich rain of a somewhat of a rich rain of form, being able to you know have the experience of being in big games that that world cup series was invaluable for him like you look at it probably now you think oh you know was he ready for it but then you know that kind of experience and brings you into like where you are now and even you look at super rugby level and i know it's different yeah. like you look at Bodie and tj when they first started they were young they weren't winning all games but you keep with the trident tree you keep giving them opportunities to be able to see what that looks like and then Bodie as well had an apprenticeship under dc and then had maybe 20 20 or tests starting before he kind of got into that 2016 2017 world player of the year form so I just think you need it. You need it. You need to stick with them and give them the opportunity to be able to grow. And we're talking about the individual here, but there's so much more that goes into it for that position to be yeah. successful. Like, let's use Richie as an example. He's got his best mate outside him at the moment. He feels comfortable. He looks comfortable. He's running, you know, with a lot of confidence. Mm. Uh, you know, Rico is a big talker at centre. He's going to give you a lot of comms. You know, Sevo just looks he, like he wants the ball and he's excited all the time. So you're going to get a lot of comms from him. You know, Will Jordan as a, as a familiar voice to him and, and Damien's that, that dual pivot role so he's surrounded by a lot of comms a lot of experience a lot of guys that know what they're doing and feeding that in to make his job easier on the back of a forward pack that's that's going really well as well and then Noah you know the week before he had two young guys in Ikitao and, and Paisami and yeah. they're learning and growing and they probably don't have that um, ability to you know communicate and control the game and take the pressure off and understand and I think that's why Tamua um, came back in um, but you know it's still it worked for 40 minutes and had they capitalized on that yellow card it could have been a different story but understanding Callaway's new 
um, you know, um, Korobeti wants the ball any way he can because he's just, you know, and <laughs> depending where how those comms are coming in yeah. and the comfortable nature that Noah has, you know, it's not just on these individuals. You can't just go, oh, he's not playing well. There's just so much more to come into it. And I totally agree around that, you know, the the real strength that we have that Davey has is that he's a great communicator, a communicator to Richie. And what we see, I see, I'm fortunate if I get to see it at training. When you're given the, the clear comms to the inside, it makes your job so much easier. So it's not just off like back moves, but it's mm. like off the, it's off face play. Mm. And if you're seeing that kick space behind, like Davey's looking at the middle of the field, or he's looking at um, the cross field. So obviously Sevu and Will have been there the whole probably last two years. Mm. So when you have that continuity and you, you know what guys are looking for and, and you're there together, it makes Richie's job so much easier. Mm. And that's probably why we're seeing Richie like, getting back into that kind of super rugby form because a lot of guys are taking pressure off him. And so for Lollis here, it's really important moving forward that those guys be able to, for example, you know, the the, um, the bridge passes, it's being able to give the communicator. So why are you doing that? What's, what are you seeing in front of you? Are you is there a kick space upon if Sevu's up or something like that? So they've just got to be able to give really good communication skills. And it's, you know, it's the only time they're going to do that is growing because these other guys have had a lot more time at test level. They're all good players. And Dave Rennie has got some great cattle to work with there, no question. But as you guys are sort of saying, and having played at the high level, you, you know that it's, it's not just what you're doing on the park, it's those little nuances, eh? It's like knowing that a guy's going to be there or knowing that you've got cover in the backfield. Yeah. You know, that, that, that those sort of little things, eh? I think it, and it's, it's, it comes down, down to prep as well, and it's been able to get your preparation right for what you're looking with your trend. So you've got to give a big pat on the back for the coaches as well because, you know, they're given the game plan, they're given what they're seeing, what the trends are of the other team. So, and sorry, not, it's not to say that the Australians aren't doing that, but I think when you do have the experience, you know, Nagy who's played 100 test matches, and so you've got guys that are playing together like with Richie and saying that he's got the Crusader kind of um, players that he's playing with, it's only going to give you confidence in playing better. So, um, again, it's just going to take time for the Australians to be able to do that and being able to have that combination moving forward. Just to wrap up the ABs, um, Wallabies, Chip, would you, what changes would you make for Perth? Oh, I think it's a, it's a prime opportunity um, to give some guys an opportunity and, um, you know, we've just spoken at length and, you know, if someone like Richie doesn't want to have a break, I understand yeah. that, but, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Bodie get another crack at 10 and, and see what he can do there and um, around, in and around um, the Ford pack, um, you know, you, you could potentially um, look at giving the skipper rest you know like there's a, quite a few more tests to come mm. at some stage you know like he's playing outstanding as well but um you know making sure that he's managed a little bit and there's some pretty quality locks that are sitting waiting for an opportunity as well so um and, and i'd love to see a, a more get a get a crack at some stage yeah. um i don't know where he's at um you know with his concussion and that but mm. um even if it's not in the bleeders low at some stage in year two or whatever i'm just really keen to sort of see his development progress because if you look at um, Samasuni Takiaho, how much he's grown and yeah. developed by having continuous weeks in the side and in those preparation environments he, he just looks at home at that yeah. level like he, he's a, he looks so comfortable and, and I just think you know imagine what um, if we could string a couple of weeks mm -hmm. together with Safar Moore um, would, would be great as well and there might be a few changes in the loose forward trio as well you know the possibility of maybe like a Shannon Frizzell Luke Jacobson who's been probably talked around probably having a start whether that be eight or six probably eight um, and then even Hoskins who has had a great performance for um, County's Manicure on the weekend. I, th so. I think we can consider Blackadder at seven as well yep. getting getting a, um, a maybe a balance in it and um, 
you know, giving Dalton, he's made a lot of tackles the last two weeks. He's and he's had a lot of rucks. Like there's nothing he's not in. Yeah. Um, so and there's some pretty big physical yeah. matchups coming in against sure. South Africa and RG. It's funny that as a you know as a player though. He, when you are playing so when you've got oh no you don't want to have a break so it's it's a fine line you're not they'll be watching this game shush (laughs) (laughs) just pipe down yeah but yeah so it'll be interesting you mentioned the box to come let's go there now and uh, and talk Los Pumas Springboks Um, what has happened to Springbok rugby and they sort of fell off a cliff for a while they came back had that series against the Lions played so well and now a second string size uh, beats the Argentinians. But they've got um, uh, so much confidence in their defence. Like they, off the back of their rush D, um, they you know they force a lot of errors. They make you you know, have to make decisions a lot faster than other teams. And off those errors, they scored one long range try early from those those errors. They also when they get the ball, they're just going to pin you into your corner. Yeah. You know, so it's like ruthless defence and then bang, go backwards. Yeah. And then as forwards, you know, the big Argentinian forwards are running backwards all day into the corner. They kicked 46 times the, the South Africans in this yeah. game, you know, compared to the All Blacks and um, Wallabies. All Blacks kicked 26 and Wallabies 25. Um, RG kicked 29 times. Mm-hmm. But um, it does show that off the back of their defence and a style of play that they want to play with their kicking game, it, it works yeah. and, it, and it gets them results and they're building a lot of depth yeah. like man that was that was when pretty you, impressive yeah. when you can make that many changes and then against you know, against an Argentinian team you know who you know, right. it, you know who some who beat the All Blacks last year and actually are, yeah. are quite a, a tough nation to play but um, I guess the kind of thing that I've come from that South African um, that game is that and also in the Lions series the only time they want to play is when they're inside the 22 so you know they, they build that scoreboard pressure. They build build it with the kicking game, their, their, their rush defense, and the only time they really play is when they are inside that twenty two. So what I'm really looking forward to, and I know it's a couple of weeks, but I've got a whole whole tie a little bit, <laughs> is when the All Blacks. They obviously want to play rugby, very similar to like the Lions before they mm. went to the series. were playing a lot of rugby. It's going to be interesting to see if the All Blacks if they can get through that their, their defense system because the defense system is. Is pretty good at the moment and so um it's going to be interesting to see if they have a plan b if they can't get the attacking structures right against the south africans i don't think i've looked forward to a test as much as the hundredth between these two oh. countries in dunedin I, I i'm absolutely pumped from fizzing I, I can't wait because as Bryn said like just contrasting styles and just two goliaths meeting head on two teams peaking into form as well yeah. And, and yeah, it's just different styles of play and it's the team that's going to adjust the best and, um, you know, you know what's coming from both of them. Um, mm. it's, it's, you know, if you talk about the turnovers um, and the opportunities that the All Blacks create off the turnovers, like South Africa just do not play with the ball yeah. in, in their half. They are just plugging the corners. So those opportunities are not going to go away in that defence. So how we use our kicking game and things. I mean, in terms of the build-up and talking and mm-hmm. having a conversation, it's just exciting because you, you actually don't know which way it could go. Yeah, There won't be an empty seat at Forsyth Bar Stadium. <laughs> um, just on that test again, any any players work their way into you know the forefront of that? The top South African side. I, I think um, the way Alton Yanchi's controlled mm-hmm. the game, I thought I thought that was really impressive. You know, Pollard was great during that Lions, but it, it, he's got a different style of play, and it's a little bit more attacking, I believe. Like especially around you know the kicking game, and uh, most of his kicks were attacking kicks, either chips or, or crossfield kicks. And I I like that they have that balance to potentially go between two game plans yeah. and, and have someone like him in and around the squad and have the ability to start him and, and this young winger Fussy, Fussy. 
like whew, quick and and wants to be involved and you know holds his width in his channel and then him and Colby. Oh mate, that's the scary it's... thing you're saying. Eh? It's like they play this game, they play this brilliant defensive game, kick them behind, play the territory, play the corners, mm -hmm. and then yeah, then oh, that, now we're, we're in the 20 term. We've got these electric players in, in our outsides to use. Well, that's the thing, and I think we talked about it, that first Test match in the Lions series. You know, they didn't use Colby, even though he does a, he does great in his kick chase and that kind of stuff. But you know, his his um, what he's so good at is, is attack with ball in hand. So. That's what I like with obviously Elton Yanchis and even um, Kovas Reinach, who I thought was fantastic. He's, good, he's yeah. got some great speed, obviously. Mm. He was off turnover ball, and um, that's where he got most of his meters. But look, um, when you've got that kind of running threat and can be able to put those guys into positions, even off crossfield kicks like Yanchis's kick, um, it's going to go for a lot better. I thought also um, Lou Diego was great for them, their lock. Um, even Etzebeth has mm. had a great series in, um, for that Lions series and continues to be a world-class lock. But, you know, he had 19 tackles, and so he, kept, he was dominant with the tackles. Uh, but I think... Yeah, I think I'm just really looking forward to seeing um, them when they do the, the, all the work they're type five are doing defensively to keep getting up and leading that line yeah. speed and putting that pressure on and make tackle after tackle. Argentina were camped in the mm. 22 and they just couldn't get across the try line. You know, they're looking to play that physical dominant style and they just kept getting you know bash back, bash back, which was you know impressive that they you know could back up what was a pretty successful lines yeah. tour to almost make a statement and say we, we're coming for the coming. rugby championship <laughs> and and we've got the ability to go between um, different styles. Yeah. I know I mean people some people will disagree and say, oh we need the we need to be playing the spring box more, but I think that little period of time that we haven't been, it's just it just built the anticipation. You know, it was like oh. England for a long time. Yeah. Hadn't played them for three or four years and you finally do. Um, it's great for the game. Well, it is, and I think you know because we've played them so many times in there. It's the hundred Test matches, you know, so that's going to add to the build-up, and you know, not playing them since the World Cup is is adding to that as well. And um, and I think the good thing, both teams are in hot form. You know, they're the number one ranked world, the number one team in the world, and mm. we obviously want to get that that, man, that mantle back. Ian Foster's talked about it a lot in, in the media around wanting that back, and the best thing about it is there's two games. You know, so you get an opportunity to see it twice. Uh, let's talk about international rugby, a bit of admin there, guys. We'll go over that. Um, so, obviously, the, the Lions are going to come down to Australia 2025 tour down under. Salala Mapusua, Samoa head coach, wants them to be involved with the Pacifica Nations as well, maybe make a sort of a wider tour of it. What do you think of that, Brent? I think it's great. I think to get an opportunity to be able to play against you know, a team like that, you know, it's only going to add for the nations, those kind of nations. And I guess probably the learnings from the, the, the series that just went, you know, you want the best players to be able to be available for that. And so um, you'd like to think that, you know, we've talked around the laws around possibly, you know, the tier two nations getting opportunities to get their big players back and play because, you know, the likes, especially in a series like that, the like, we've talked about a lot of these players like Piatau, Luatua, uh, Farmoina those kind of players that and getting the opportunity to play in that kind of scene because um, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity you get to do that. So I think being able to add depth into those nations so they're competitive and we get to see a great brand of rugby and a good representation of Islander rugby. New Zealand's greatest 15 uh, has been selected over the last couple of weeks by Sky Sport. Type five, all time type five. I'll run this one by you, mate, see if you agree. Uh, Tony Woodcock, Woody, uh, Fitzy, Sean Fitzpatrick, King Gray, up front, Brody, Retallick, Colin Meads, there's your five. I mean, it's a formidable type five, isn't it? I mean, it's, I, I was watching this happen and I thought, man, it's so hard to pick. You know, like, 
it's, it's, it's pretty brutal. I'm happy to see Woody in there. That, that, that's, that's good to see. And Brody's there. But I mean, I've waxed lyrical about Whitelock the last couple of weeks, you know. Um, but I don't, I don't think anyone would be knocking Pine Tree out of there. So, um, oh, mate, it's, it's, it's a tough one. But it's, it's pretty exciting for, for those guys that have been named. And um, good to see a couple of Blues men there in one and two. So it's always good to see. Yeah, no, you're right. They can't be easy generational, you know, players coming through well, if you look, use Colsey as well for an example like Colsey changed the way yeah. hookers played yeah you know the, the way he, he he sort of had his style and, and he stuck with that and now everyone sort of followed it um and I think you know a player like him has changed a generation of yeah. players which is pretty powerful absolutely no. it's, it's difficult I think it's almost impossible to pick an all-time 15 based on the generations hey just a couple more things Joseph Manu uh, linked to a move from NRL to Union. How do you think he'd go in the 15-man code, Brunner? And, um, you know, do you think he'd play Super Rugby? Where would he likely go? Coming out of Crusaders. Probably, <laughs> uh, the Blues are already a league. A couple of league boys possibly there. So, uh, no, nah, but look, I think it's great. Uh, anytime you can get a guy that... Um, that play and has played well for the Roosters and, and with the Kiwis as well. He's a um, great ball runner and has the ability to beat players one on one. So and great defensively as well. Obviously, I love my league and, and listen to a lot of podcasts. And, and uh, the league pundits over there was were comparing Joseph Manu to guys that you need to lock down like Tommy Dvorovich, James Tedesco, Tedesco, and and Latrell Mitchell. Mm. Like that's how highly regarded he's he's held in Aussie re league circles for someone that you know could almost demand a million dollar prize tag over there and is he going to be able to get that here I'm, I'm not too sure so what his motivations would be is potentially coming back to represent um, the country so um, you know, he, he certainly will have some tough decisions to make because I'm sure by the sounds of Brilliant. guys that there's, <laughs> there's guys that know a lot more about league <laughs> than me are uh, saying there's a lot of zeros um, to be on his next contract. So um, yeah, I, I think it's exciting for him. And, and if he does come here to play, if he's held in that sort of regard by by these pundits, mm -hmm. like imagine what he could do in, in the rugby field. Yeah, another guy is back, Kwasaki Naholo. Has he got enough tank, enough juice to come back and play some super? He's got his own song in Dunedin, so. Is he just going to go back to the Highlanders? Must be hard wearing a Crusade, uh, sorry, a Canterbury jersey with all the Wysak in the Hall of fans down in um, Dunedin. But no, look, I think it's great to see, um, you know, um, experienced guys come back. You know, even look like the likes of Brody Evans last year, the Highlanders came back and the, um, the experienced guys coming back, it, it adds to it. So especially, you know, possibly even back at the Highlanders, you know, they've got a young um, core down there that are, um, especially the outside backs or, or wherever they feel fit in the New Zealand franchise, even Moana Pacifica mm. is, is, is coming in around yeah, it as true. well and the Fiji, the Fijian team as well. So Jonah injured. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I tell you what, if any Super Rugby selectors is watching the Bop Southland game, <laughs> Lanusi uh, Ratavari, he, 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 oh mate, he, he glides and like oh, holding the ball. On I'd one heard, hand. I'd heard great things like coming out of um, Bay of Plenty that the, this guy is this the real deal. It's like the yearling sales. Oh mate, I don't need to sell him. Well, uh, so that would be the. Um, known to man, I'm sure his uh, like another week weekend playing like he did um, against the Stags. He he'll be selling himself. It seriously, looks like the Fiji and Sevens team. Oh. The way he was holding the ball and just gliding and getting oh. through contact and. It also yeah. looks for contact though. And, oh yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, just finally, well, a quick one from both of you. RTS this weekend. The, the word is he's going to play. Mm. 
uh, for, for Auckland and the Bunnings Warehouse NPC. I'm, I'm pumped to see him come back out of Tahuhu College. Obviously played New Zealand yeah. schoolboys, I think, the year after you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what, what are we expecting? Oh, well, excitement, I think. You know, if you're an Auckland, an Auckland fan, you definitely don't want to. Where are they playing the game this week? Who have they got? Eden Park. Eden Park. Bay Plenty. Well, well, even Bay Plenty, what a great <laughs> yeah. game to, to be a part of. So, But I thought... I saw the reading in the um, in the paper with 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 Roger. You might be up against our, our man. Could be a hell of a matchup. Yeah. Um, but like, from what I've heard in in the camp is that you know he's there two hours before trying to sort out his, his game prep and understand what it is to be back in rugby. And then also I think he's been told to to hold back a little bit with the old GPS because he's running too much. I think he was at the Warriors and kind of run them in the ground a little bit and um, obviously he's thinking he wants to do more so I think for a guy coming in and for the group as well someone of his stature that's done so much in, in the rugby league coming back and showing that kind of uh, work ethic it's pretty powerful for it's um, infectious that isn't yeah, it like especially when people you know young players coming through will hold, hold him in such high regard absolutely. and they'll see him doing that and then they'll fight you know like that, that it's so influential mm. having players like that in, in and around your environment doing those things. Mm. I can't wait to see him play. There's certainly going to be some eyeballs on that game. James Parsons, Bryn Hall, as always, lads. Thanks for coming in. Cheers, Cheers mate. Thanks, mate. And that is uh, Aotearoa Rugby Pod for another week. Ross Carl is back next week. You've got him back. But uh, from me, Jeff McTainch, thanks for tuning in.